Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, Rakim Harris, an aspiring actor, shares his story based on the theme, Force. How you guys doing tonight? Uh, I'm nervous. Um, But uh, I guess I'll start. I'm doing a story about how... Um, I forced myself to live to everyone's expectation, and I, then I decided to force myself to live to mine. Um, it started off when I was younger. Um, everybody knew who my dad was. He was pretty popular. He was notorious, and I, he, was a, he was pretty smart. Everybody would tell me, man, your dad the smartest guy I ever met. And they would tell you, your mom's the smartest person I ever met. Uh, so what about you? And um, I'm like, I just want to play with my toys. But... Um, they wanted me to be a doctor, a lawyer, um, my grandfather on my mother's side, or he wanted to pay for me to go to law school eventually. I'm a kid. I don't, I'm not even thinking about that stuff. And so um, I, instead of, you know, being a kid and outside playing with your friends, I decided that, okay, I'll, I'll be something. And so um, I remember it was around like third or fourth grade. I was at Green Rye Elementary. We had the AR system. And I'm not sure if everybody know what that is, but you just do points as opposed to calculate your reading comprehension levels and stuff. And so instead of me going outside, having playing with friends, uh, playing football and basketball, I was in the house reading uh, Artemis Fowl books. I read all the Harry Potter trilogies. I was reading Moby Dick. Um, and I, I read some book, 451 degrees Fahrenheit. Did not understand a thing in it. But I, but I passed the AR test. Uh, my goal was to read on the 12th grade level. I didn't make it that far, but I, I, I did pretty good. Um, <laughs> but I, I kept that pattern up uh, through uh, up until middle school. Middle school, I got accepted into the uh, magnet slash honors program. And um, I made it to the spelling bee. And uh, I was I was just so stressed out because I'm still forcing myself to live up to expectations when all my friends are coming and telling me they haven't they hey man we going here we going there I'm like oh man I gotta study and I'm at home just flipping through fast flashcards I love my mom but she's not the right person to study with she get frustrated if you spell a, if you spell a word wrong and um, I just I mean I love her to death she's not a bad person she's really cool. But um, I just, I didn't really get to have fun. I was just always trying to compete to an expectation. And then my cousin LaDonia, she was a straight-A student, and they started comparing me to her, and I had to keep up with her. So um, it drove me crazy up until I got to eighth grade, and I begged my mom to drop me out of the honors program. I told her that I wanted to have a social life. I don't have any friends. I just sit in the house and read all day. And so she let, me, she let me drop it. She said, that's my decision. Go ahead and do it. So I dropped the honors program, and now I'm really trying to find out who I am because I don't know who I am. I looked in the mirror, and I was like, who, who am I? Am I just everybody's hopes and dreams and expectations manifested in the human form? Or what am I? And uh, so that's when I started getting involved with some um, bad people. Uh, back in, back in, around this time, I was in eighth grade, I, I don't remember the year, but this is when um, a lot of gangs moved out to the Chesapeake area. Uh, I was going to Dee Creek Middle at the time. Um, I was hanging out with these guys that was involved with the gang. And I remember we, we hung out up until high school, and I told the guy, like, hey, man, listen, I want to I wanna be a part of the gang. He said, uh, meet me in your neighborhood after school. Uh, we go to the neighborhood, and... Uh, I'm trying to live up to their expectations because I want to be popular. I want to be cool, you know. I was trying to force myself to do that. So we get out there, and he's like, you don't have it in you to do what you say you want to do. 
I told him, I'm tired of people telling me what, I, what I'm supposed to do. And I'm, tired of telling, I'm tired of people telling me who I'm supposed to be. Let me do this. So uh, he pans me a gun, and he says, uh, shoot the next person you see that walks across this street. Uh, this uh, girl walks across the street. She's the younger sister to a girl that me and my sister had a crush on. And um, he said, shoot her. Uh, I, I pointed the gun at her. She didn't even know what was going on. She didn't even see us. And I thought to myself, I'll miss her on purpose. And then I thought to myself, what if I try to miss her and I hit her? Or what if I hit somebody else? I'm not ready for those consequences. So I handed him back the gun and I said, I can't do it. He said, see, I told you this is not what you want to do. Because when you find something you want to do, nothing can stop you from doing it. And that was pretty good advice. But I wish he wouldn't have gave me the gun. <laughs> but, uh, and then he told me, he said, there was no bullets in the gun and the gun was on safety anyway. So nothing would have happened. Uh, Fast forward, um, I'm, in, I'm graduating high school, and um, I don't know what I want to do in my life. My mom just told me, college or military, you pick one. I was like, uh, I, I, back then I was 120 pounds. I said, I'm not going to the military, no. I, well, I joined college, and um, I did good. My, I did really good. I had a 3.8 GPA at the end of my first semester. I would have had a 4.0, but my teacher was a jerk. Um, <laughs> she, and so um, I, then I just started getting involved with, with, with the wrong crowd. We... Uh, I started partying, drinking. I was with the fraternities all the time. I wanted to be a part of them, so I was with them all the time. And um, I spent the whole week of midterms and finals uh, going to fraternity parties and drinking all day. And they was like, man, you're going to be somebody. <laughs> I handed me a cup of uh, a vodka and orange juice. And uh, so uh, eventually I, I dropped out of college because I lost my scholarships and I couldn't afford to be in school anymore. So I moved back in with my mom, and I started going to the TCC. Uh, this is when um, my, everything went kind of south for me because uh, I'm trying to rebel against everything. Everybody, everybody always wanted me to be something great, and I started rebelling. I started rebelling because I wanted to do my own thing, not knowing I was living up to the expectations of those that uh, I hung around. So now I was doing all types of drugs. I don't even remember all of them. I remember... Uh, we was doing cocaine, uh, we was doing uh, Adderalls, Valiums, and, and all that other stuff, I can't remember. But um, uh, I had two wake-up calls during those times. Uh, the first wake-up call, um, I, I was with a friend and we was going to a party at ODU, so he mixed this drink up. He was putting all kinds of uppers and downers in it, and put some cough syrup in it. Then he put a shot of vodka and some Red Bull, and we drunk it. And I went to my cousin Denise's house, and I was telling you, everybody sounded like Mickey Mouse. And I could, but I couldn't see anybody. And, um, and she's, I was like, hey, cuz, can I use your bathroom? She said, you know where it's at. And I'm so, I don't know what I was at that point, that I, I couldn't see, I couldn't remember anything. So I'm trying to find a bathroom, not knowing I was in the closet, and I was about to pee in the trash can. And I, so she... Uh, so she took me to the, so she walked me over to the bathroom and said, are you going to be okay? I said, I, I, I got this. And I looked in the mirror and I didn't recognize who was staring back at me. I looked at him and I said, and I remember I, I talked to myself, I said, man, you're a failure. Uh, at this point, I started to look at myself like, I am a failure. I became uh, a failure personified. I hated looking at that person that was looking back at me. And I forced myself to, to do more drugs. I, I did, so I, couldn't, I wouldn't have to live with that reality that I let everybody down. And um, I had another wake. This, is, this was the, the, the big wake-up call. Uh, 
I was uh, with a few friends. We was going out to, uh, you know, buy some um, palm tree. And um, so we was riding through. It was a big hurricane back. I think it was in 2012, 2011, 2012. A big hurricane hit Virginia. Uh, We got in a head-on collision. Uh, I was knocked out. I just woke up in a puddle. Uh, the, the girl that was driving the car, her hip was shattered. Um, the guy in the front seat, he had a concussion, and my friend came out unscathed. He was in the back with me. He was unscathed. Um, I, I thought I was going to die. I was laying in that ground. I couldn't move. I couldn't feel my body. Everything was like moving slow motion. It was bright. It, it was weird. I think I had a concussion, but I didn't want to pay the hospital bill, so I didn't get it checked out. And, um, and so, uh, I, I, so, I, so I got serious, and I joined the military. Um, and there, that's when I... I started doing better in life, and um, I started seeing the expectations of my superiors. I was in the Army. Uh, I started to do that because that's the only thing I knew how to do was live up to others' expectations. So I did it. I did it. I forced myself to do it. Uh, I was going to make E5 in two years, but my uncle passed away, and it destroyed me. My whole world was destroyed, and nothing else mattered to me anymore. And during that, and during that time before he died, I ended up becoming part of a church that ended up being a cult. And um, now it really, it really was a cult. Like it really was, man. It was, it was still doing some some weird stuff over there, man. And um, so, uh, and I, I forced myself to deal with him because I thought I was doing the right thing. So I, I left. I, I, I tried to kill myself. Uh, I, that year, I tried to kill myself. So they kicked me out the military. I, it was honorable discharge, so that was great. Um, so I went back to Virginia, and I, I lived on my. I lived. I got a place with, my, with one of my friends from college, and we lived there for a while. And I didn't know what to do anymore because I didn't want to live anybody else's life because I, I understood that life was short. And at the same time, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I decided to take the, uh, another way out. So I tried to kill myself again. Uh, I called my mom. I told her, I'm sorry. She's not a bad person. Uh, she did her best. It was not her fault. I'm just weak. And I um, hung up the phone and I um, cut my phone off. I went down to the water over there at the... Um, the uh, Ocean View Beach, and I started to walk in the water because I can't swim, so I thought I'd drown myself because I'm too scared to do anything else. Um, as the water got to my waist, I began to think to myself, uh, I-, I don't want to do this, but I was getting mad at myself because the one thing I thought I wanted to do, I couldn't force myself to do it. So I walked back, I picked up the phone, I called my mom, I told her I, w- I wasn't mad enough to do it. And um, they- I was sent to the hospital where I got help. And um, I remember the doctor, he said, he told me I was uh, uh, manic depressive. He said, you, you suffer from manic depressive, but you suffer more on, a, on a, uh, by the depressive side more than the manic side. And he says, uh, he, he put me on some medication, and he told me the medication will only help so much. You have to learn how to cope. He said, find something that makes you happy. So I think back to a time where, where um, I was the happiest, and I was brought back to two different moments. Uh, one moment was uh, when I was in high school. Uh, I was... It's going to sound like a cliche, but uh, I was this girl named Amelia that had a big crush on her. She loved comedians. She loved, uh, it was this guy who had a YouTube channel. All he used to say was, come on, son, come on, son. And, the, and she loved it. So I, made, I went on Facebook and made my own channel. And my, my, instead of saying, come on, son, I said, you know what I'm saying? And it was a hit in my school. It was a hit. And I created a character that was like, he was kind of dumb, but he says, sometimes he says some smart stuff. And on Disability Day, I decided to be him. I took some glasses and I, and I hot glued crayons on it, and I said, I'm colorblind. And I was walking around the school saying, now nah, I'm saying I'm colorblind. And people loved it, and, and <laughs> they loved it. That was probably like the, the highlight of my high, school, my high school career. And the second time was when I worked at Walmart, 
and um, I created a character. I cannot remember his name, but he was from Africa because we, we had a manager there we did not like that was African, so it was all just to pick on him, and I used to walk to work. I said, how'd you get to work? I said, uh, I called on the, uh, the spirit of my ancestors, and I rode a giraffe. And they said, they said uh, can you, <laughs> they would come to me and say, can you do the call, please? Do the call. I said, do you hear the call? And they all get quiet. I go, and then, and then, that's the reaction I'll get from. And that was the two best moments of my life. So I sat down, I got, a year later, I sat down, I Googled, how do I become an actor? And I was just Googling stuff, and I was watching videos, and it said I needed to take classes. And I was listening to a lady named Audrey Moore. She said, every actor should take an improv class. And it ended me here. <laughs> ended me here, and um, I actually went to a little uh, open call. Uh, I didn't do good, but the lady said, um, she said, you got something. She said, you got something. You're funny, but you need to work on other things as well. So, um, so, I, so um, I was taking improv classes here, and I started taking another acting course uh, somewhere uh, in Ocean View. And um, I decided to follow my dream to become an actor. In December, I'm moving to Atlanta. Um, where me and my brother, we, um, we, we're trying to write up skits, and we're going to pitch it to Netflix and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, so I want to move forward. Uh, that's it. <laughs> if you'd like to tell a story like this one, or just enjoy the show, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org, where you'll find a list of upcoming shows, plenty of ways to pitch your story, and our podcast featuring storytellers from previous shows. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.